Hi, this is PJ Ewing, your host of the Bees Knees Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I've got a really interesting interview today for you with PTA Aaron Remfer, who works for X10 Therapy, coaching patients. I thought there might be a little need for context around what is a recovery coach, why do we need them, and really what is X10, how does it work, that kind of thing. So let's get into that very quickly to provide that background information that might help you um, get the most out of this great interview. X10 is a company that brings a device, the X10 knee machine, to the home. It lives in the house, this device, for, you know, two to four weeks of time before and after surgery, depending on the needs of the patient. Also, it's brought in to help people that are having trouble with their recoveries. It's a very common instance for us where we get that phone call from four to 12 weeks post-surgery. Things haven't gone well and they're looking for people. Uh, prospective patients are looking for an intervention and we provide that uh, a lot of the time and we can solve those problems. But in every case, there's guidance, instruction, education, counsel, partnership that's needed to make the most out of this marvelous tool and that comes in the form of a recovery coach. So Aaron does that daily working with some number of patients. It could be 20, could be 25 at a time, as many as that. And it's a an interaction. It's a frequent interaction. It's phone calls. It's video calls. It's text messages. It's email. It's a whole host of tools that she provides to the patient on a regular basis so that they're fully informed. Their progress is being tracked digitally, wirelessly. We're in tune with what's going on in every instance. There's a dashboard that Aaron has access to so that in every case, every step of the way, the coach is alongside for a good recovery. So we're going to hear from Erin. It's a neat conversation to hear her perspective, really from understanding what is the machine, how did she come across it, how did she become a coach, and really what does she do every day to help patients get the most out of their recovery. So here is my conversation with PTA Erin Remfer. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi, this is PJ Ewing. I'm sitting here in Lower Manhattan, New York, and I'm here with Erin Remfer, who is in Michigan. Where are you, Erin, in Michigan? I am in the cloudy city, capital city, Lansing, in Michigan. Nice. And I am hanging out in my home office, excited to be talking to you today, PJ. Yeah, I bet you are, lucky girl. Do you think of, um, <laughs> is it mid-state, is Lansing mid-Michigan or no? If you kind of hold out your hands like a mitten, we're pretty much smack dab in the center. Yeah. So yes, yeah, we are the mid-Michigan area. Okay. I'm proud of it. Proud of it. Card carrying. Michigan State banner waving, right, Erin? Yes, especially for these March Madness basketball games. We are recording this in March, so we've got to hurry up and get this done so you can get to your basketball. Is that part of the problem? They're they're playing as we speak. Oh, my gosh. We'll make this really fast. We are doing a... (laughs) Are you really wearing green and white? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Superstitious. Yep. All day. So if any patients are coming to X10 because of this interview with Aaron Remfer, one of our recovery coaches, um, 
and you're a Michigan fan, you will will choose a different coach. We won't choose Aaron because she'll you'll be so well, mad. Well, we at her. could have some friendly banter. <laughs> Use it as some competitive edge in your recovery process. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There's a lot of possibility there. Really okay. is. So what we're doing here is we're going to do a very short, so listeners at home, we're in here for a short period of time, but I think it'll be very interesting because we have a relatively new, a year and a half in, recovery coach on the phone in Aaron Remfer. And I wanted to you know, go through Aaron's background very, very briefly and then talk a little bit about her experience in coaching patients on the X10 knee recovery system, our machine. What it's like, what are the challenges, what's easy, easier now that data is flowing between machine and coach, um, and just discuss the, the coaching side of the equation when it comes to people's recovery. Um, I have coached a lot, but I was coaching pre-data, pre the flow of information wirelessly from machine to coach, which Aaron will talk a little bit about, I think. Um, so I don't have the, the, the hands-on experience that, Mer- that Aaron does with um, what's going on you know, over the last you know, 6 to 12 months with our machine. So that'll be interesting to hear about, too. But before we get into that stuff, Aaron, go through your, your background. Just tell us, tell us who you are and where you came from and what you're all about. So I, um, at a fairly young age in high school, was pretty interested in sports and fitness health, I would say. Um, Once I got into higher level high school science, biology, realized I was not a fan of the health sciences and kind of put it out of my mind for any uh, career or college pursuits until I was offered a job as a tech or an aide in a therapy clinic where my mom was a receptionist at to work with some physical therapists, um, got to interact with patients. And I worked there for about six years before, I guess five years before they kind of conned me, I say, into going to school for the therapy profession. Hmm. I really enjoyed interacting with patients, being a motivating source to them. I kind of got to be the the friendly one because I was not the therapist who was hands-on working with them. I was simply guiding them through their exercise programs, greeting them, trying to be friendly when they may be in pain or suffering, and um, eventually just found that my desire to work with people, motivate them, and help them get better outweighed my dislike of science classes. So I went to Baker College of Flint here in Michigan and graduated with an associate's degree as a physical therapist assistant and became licensed after I took my exam in the state of Michigan. And uh, shortly thereafter, I decided, um, which is fairly uncommon for new grads, that I didn't want to just go to one clinic. I wanted to travel. So very similar to a traveling nurse, I got hooked up with a contract company that found me different positions but you have to be licensed in each state that you work in. So I chose Texas, as it's also known as a large, um, well, it's a large state in general, but they have a fairly deep need for therapists in the state, always seem to be job opportunities, and the weather was a lot warmer. So Mm -hmm. my plan was to go down there in the winter, which I did, um, after a few short contracts in Michigan in skilled nursing facility, uh, second skilled nursing facility, and partial outpatient setup here in Michigan. I traveled down to Texas and got to work in another 
skilled nursing facility. No surprise to anyone who knows the travel industry, that's typically where the need is. And then got lucky enough to work with a home care company on the east side of Texas before summer rolled around and we traveled back up here to Michigan where I took a final contract in the Upper Peninsula, which was beautiful. It was a great place to spend the summer, but also at a skilled nursing facility, and it just wasn't wasn't my thing. The focus was not always on getting people better, as it was just getting them moving and a lot of politics and things involved. But I ended up working for a home care company where I really enjoyed what I was doing. I liked educating patients. I liked the opportunity to work one-on-one with them, which was harder to do in those other settings, um, really teaching them what they were doing and why it was purposeful. Patients are a lot more responsive when they understand that there's a reason for what you're asking them to do. Um, but I remember very, very clearly I was working with a lady who was less than a week um, post-op, a total knee replacement, younger female, I think she was in her late 50s or early 60s, and I was trying to help her through her second or third PT visit at home to increase her um, flexion extension, her range of motion, and work on her quad strength by doing a straight leg raise. And she cried through the entire session. She was just miserable. She was in so much pain. Everything I was asking her to do was difficult, painful. Um, Her pain was fairly well managed when she was at rest, but her tolerance for the rehab process just was not there. And it was not something that that was the first time I'd seen. It was often I worked with patients and they just were struggling so hard to make the gains that we were asking of them and that their surgeon was asking and that they wanted because they got a new knee for a reason. So that kind of led to my search for there's got to be a better way to do this. And I happened to be browsing through job ads and there was an ad for X10. And Hmm. when I first saw it, I was like, well, this seems too good to be true. Right. And yet a year and a half later, I am out of the traditional therapy world. I, I don't do home care anymore. I'm here 100%, and I just continue to be floored most days by the progress that our post-op patients can make, the pain that we help people avoid, and the number of patients who have found a successful recovery even months and years down the road. Yeah, that's that I think lately that's been the big surprise for us is that it's not just that window of time that we've all thought of as, you know, from surgery day all the way through 6 weeks, maybe 8 weeks on the outside, we're now finding people months later and, you know, carefully, we don't want to promise too much, but we are able to help a lot of them and um that's sort of miraculous. Um, it is. It's more yeah. than I thought Yeah. coming on to it that I would ever be able to do or witness. You know, because I'm here to coach and motivate people, but they're putting all the hard work in for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that part of this. So, so describe what you do with a patient. Like, what is your interaction? When does it start? How does it flow as you get a new patient coming on board and, you know, they've had their surgery or it's prehab? Describe sort of that interaction you have. Um, communication with a patient is typically to welcome them to our program. So through some means, whether it's our team out there all over the country and the world that have they have connected with or through a surgeon's referral, they land on my uh, coach reports. I have a list of patients I'm responsible for. And 
um, I like to reach out to them as early as possible so that they know that we're here waiting to work with them. I'm very excited and introduce kind of the concept of who we are and what we're trying to do and why we're hopefully going to be beneficial to their recovery process. And that starts with a welcome call, offering support to answer any questions that may come up even before their machine is delivered, if we get their orders early enough, and then continuing on through sometimes a pre-surgical preparation, which we call prehab, or their post-surgery recovery, whether it's immediately after surgery or some of these patients who have found us sometime following surgery to um, stay in contact with them, make sure they understand how the machine operates, mm -hmm. what we suggest as their protocol for exercises for range of motion and strength, encourage them to follow that protocol because it often is successful um, if they do take our recommendations to heart. And then if they're struggling, offer, I mean, it's even emotional support, motivation, encouragement, sometimes listen to them want to express frustration about the things that they can't do or, you know, I can't clean my house so my kids are trying to help and, man, they don't clean the same way I do. It, it really is a wide range of educating the patients on, on how what they're doing and the things with the machine are going to help them and how to use it as well as just being there for them almost as a friend and a motivator. Mm -hmm. What kind of patients do you mostly get? Are they all total knee right after surgery or... Are you getting other categories of patients? The majority of the patients I've worked with with X10 are total knee replacements. I've had a handful of revisions, meaning they've had a replacement that has not gone as anticipated and a surgeon has had to go in and make some changes or uh, change out parts. I've also worked with some um, patellar fracture patients so they have fractured their kneecap, and usually we're working with them after a period of immobilization with the leg straight, so they're working a lot on their flexion, as well as, I'm trying to think, a few people with a history of ACL injury, but I don't know if I've worked specifically with an ACL repair, and then another large category, although they have had a, a total knee replacement, are either people avoiding a manipulation under anesthesia or who have had one already, which means the knee replacement did not go as well as they or the surgeon hoped, and they've been had to put back under in the hospital to have the knee essentially stretched yeah. straight and bent to regain their motion. I've been on the phone with six so far today, believe it or not, who are in that boat, that six-week, seven-week window of, oh, my, it's not going well. I need help. What are we going to do? I'm glad more and more are finding us before they have the procedure yeah. and then and after. I think often we're lucky enough to help them skirt around needing it in some cases. In some cases, yeah. it's, it's an, a beneficial procedure for people. Yeah, no, exactly right. It, it's amazing, though. Your, your point is well taken because a year ago, you know, it was all about, oh, well, go have the procedure and we'll, we'll see you afterwards and we'll get it right quickly. Give us 12 days and you'll, you'll be right as rain. Now it's, uh, well, let's talk about this. Maybe we can avoid that procedure, and oftentimes we're able to do that. Uh, it's not a 100% sure thing, but it's, it, the odds are pretty good with this machine. What, you know, I guess two questions about the machine itself and using this tool as the primary therapy tool. 
um, first of all, you know, why is it different than what we've had before with the CPM machine, of course, and then with traditional physical therapy, A, at home, B, in a clinic? And then I also want you to, if you could, go and describe the data sharing and the information that you're getting. And that's really the advent of, you know, telemedicine and patient, you know, machine-reported data about patients has just sort of come to us. Uh, over the last six to 12 months. So you know, maybe describe the machine and then talk a little bit about the data if you could. Well, the machine itself, um, although first and foremost I know it was referred to as a, a type of passive um, movement machine is different than what people were more familiar with, you know, since the 1970s-ish when it was invented, the CPM, which was Continuous Passive Movement, um, <clears throat> although the X10 still does, and that's a large portion of what we do is passive movement, has a nice set of features and controls, if you will. The patient is responsible for the angles that they progress through to throughout a session, the amount of pressure the machine senses from the body, whether related to swelling, muscle tightness, or general pain in muscle guarding, and they have visual feedback. So as they progress their session, they can see exactly where they are, what that looks like in an arcing movement pattern. So they can see how far the knee is straightening and bending with relation to these numbers because we all know it's just a number unless you can do something with it. So zero degrees extension is important because that's fully straightening the knee and 130 degrees flexion or close thereto is important because when you get to 115 and beyond, you really are able to do a lot of functional activities. Um, in relation to what used to be kind of the gold standard for regaining passive range of motion, the CPM machine was different from the X10 in the fact that you were laying down on your back. It encouraged people to spend long hours in bed, which we know is not good for us because we should be up and upright. We're meant to be upright. So it's not good for your other bodily systems, your lungs, your digestive systems, those associated parts, as well as blood flow. Um, and it was more like if you wanted your knee to move to 90 degrees by the end of the day, then you better get in the machine and set it at 90 degrees and just tough your way through it going back and forth from zero to 90 degrees right from the get-go which caused a lot of people to wiggle and be uncomfortable and shift away from it, which immediately makes it not effective if you're not in it properly. And so it just all around was, it was great when it was first invented. It was the newest technology at the time. It served its purpose for a long time and probably helped a lot of people who wouldn't have been moving otherwise. But, you know, as we get smarter and we learn more things, there's always a usually better way to do things. And so with the X10, you're upright, you're seated, you get feedback, and you can progress throughout your session. You don't have to just punch in a number and hope you're comfortable getting there. You can start at a low number. That often keeps patients' bodies happy, and instead of having a pain response and an inflammatory response and a muscle-guarding response during a session, they can increase their range from a low, small arc to a larger arc based on their tolerance give their muscles, their tendons, their ligaments, all that soft tissue that was really kind of beat up on during the surgery, a chance to calm down and know that it's okay to move back and forth without forcing it there before it's ready to. Along mm -hmm. with that is the pressure sensor, 
So the patient's not only, again, increasing their angles maybe from 60 degrees range in the beginning to 90 degrees over the course of a half hour, but they are also watching to see, okay, yeah, I think I can take a little more. I can allow the machine to get me a little bit further and also feel a little more resistance from me without that feeling badly. And that's a safety sensor for them also. If that machine senses any discomfort, the patient tightens up, it's going to stop prior to their, their discomfort level. That's, uh, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the strength side of this thing? That's, that was going to be uh, what I got to next. So in, in ways being so much more advanced in the passive range of motion side, we've also been able to take that technology and adapt it. It's been adapted before I got here to strengthening. So it can work in multiple muscle groups, the quads, which are in control of straightening the knee. So anything where you have to lift yourself up, straighten from a sitting position, go up a stair, come up from a squat, lift the leg up in the air, anything where that knee joint is straightening. We can address the hamstrings, which bend the knee, which that hamstring strength is so important to make sure you maintain your flexion, which is often the harder of the two movements. We can, and the hamstring is then involved in the opposite of everything that the quad does when the knee is bending, when you're sitting back down, when you're going down the stairs, when you're squatting, they both kind of work simultaneously at the hip as well, but that's a whole other thing. Um, then there's the calf muscle. We get that one working pretty early in a pumping fashion after surgery to help move out fluid, which increases blood flow, which helps decrease your risk of blood clots, as well as having good movement there helps to push off with your toe, get a normal gait pattern back when you're walking. And we work those both in an isometric fashion or more of a gentle starting movement where there's not a lot of movement of the muscle, but more tensing, and then progress on to movement through a range of motion, both concentrically and eccentrically, with a steady speed against a, a changing amount of resistance. So in that fashion, we're one of very, very few devices that are able to accomplish that type of strengthening, which is known as isokinetic, which allows somebody to work at their maximum capability through a changing range of motion. Kind of like well, doing a rep at the gym, only being able to do a max rep at every point through your, your lift and lower versus only what you can get up and then bring back down. Highly efficient to very those strengthening exercises. Very yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, it, as a, it's, it's not a total gym but kind of thing, but it, it is pretty complete when it comes to treating, you know, strength, range of motion, muscle activation, really the things you need to worry about after a surgery or to avoid a manipulation. It's, got a, it's checking a lot of those boxes. It is. And combined with, you know, the things that patients really all across the board are given a very basic set of exercises that they're expected to do, whether it's from the hospital, home care, or outpatient. You know, when you're coupling those together, you're starting to slowly engage your active movement as the machine's addressing it passively first. And in conjunction, that really just guides patients down a good path of making sure that their pain is well controlled initially because they're not being pushed too hard when their pain is better controlled and they can do more, they're moving more often, which helps with swelling and decreasing stiffness, so then you can get your range of motion back, so then you can get your strength back, so then you can get back to 
life, yeah. which is why you had your knee replaced. There's, a, there's and, an order to this thing, isn't there? One after the other in, in a lot of cases. Definitely, yep. And one of the great things, too, is this machine, because it is able to relate a numeric value to things, uh, that data has now, in recent time, been able to be connected directly to us coaches. So when I'm sitting down for the day to see what my patients might need and how everyone is doing, I am getting updates based on what they've accomplished on the machine, both range of motion and strength. Helps to identify areas that they may be struggling. Did they have a worse night? Do they do better in the evening versus the morning? Um, is there a specific strength exercise that looks like it could be contributing to the pain they've been reporting based on what I see? It, it's nice because you, all that information is right there at your fingertips, and it has, it's changed, it changes the way you coach a patient because instead of having to spend time reviewing, okay, this is what you did, this is where you were at, this is how many you went through, information is there before I call a patient, and I already have an idea of what we're going to want to go over, how to most effectively use both of our times. They're busy with a lot of other things they're trying to get done, and I'm trying to help as many people as I can. So it's just a, a nice way to do it as well as we can then use that data to update surgeons send patients reports of what they accomplished while they run the machine. It's really versatile and serves a lot of purposes. Makes a lot of things easier. Having that data, Erin, was that a big deal for you when you first started to see accurate data, updated, almost real-time for your patients? How did, that, how did that impact your coaching? At first, um, it probably sent me into overdrive because I was so excited to be getting everyone's <laughs> results all the time that I right. just wanted to be calling and sending out congratulations. Ooh, I see you did another session. You did so good. <laughs> or, oh, you're sticking with it. Keep going. Um, where it, the purpose was for it to be exactly the opposite. I could identify who was in trouble, who needed more assistance, and who didn't. Um, so there was a learning curve there for me because I think I just got a little excited. But it, it really does help you to prioritize you can, you know, make your calls with the patients who are doing good and just need a congratulations, a little more efficient, and spend time already having the information to really dig into when someone's struggling and be able to really compare a variety of factors, their range of motion, how much pressure they're using, how much time they report they're spending on the machine, the time of day, like I said, and be able to look at all that and come up with a formula that's probably going to work best for that patient because that's another thing with this machine we have patients use it you know we say three times a day for a half an hour but it, there's there's so many other ways it can be used you know you can change it to five sessions a day some are five minutes some are 45 minutes and we're finding more and more because we have all that information in front of us and the patients have always recorded this themselves but it wasn't as readily accessible to us coaches that I think we're a lot more comfortable making some changes and going through the process of trial and error to figure out what works best for a person, which is really allowing it to be super customized, which I think is an important thing to note because that's how people are. We're, we're not all the same and not everybody's body responds the same way, and we need to be confident that we can use that information in a little bit of trial and error to know that we're going to find the route that's hopefully going to work best for them. 
I think the, the maybe some of the most exciting developments really are around the data for us as a company and as you know caregivers as you know we're just starting to get into this data side of things and the cap capabilities are growing every week um, where it's going to be in six months or a year from now is going to kind of I bet surprise us because um, mm -hmm. you know we're, we've got wonderful data it's very helpful but there's a depth to this that just keeps getting, you know, there's more and more that we're going to have access to and that we can do some remarkable things with, whether it's on the research front, uh, evaluating surgeons, evaluating hardware. I mean, we can continue to mine this data, you know, for, for a long time, I think. It's, it's pretty exciting mm -hmm. stuff. For sure. Hmm. It, um, it also allows, one of the nice things, just real quick, is yeah. um, prior, I feel like, to really having a lot of reliable data coming in, especially on the strengthening front. It's, it's been a little more reliable for longer for the range of motion, but being able to tell a patient when they're feeling like they didn't have such great of a day that, you know, you've got your, their numbers right in front of you, and they have their logbook too, but sometimes it's just all a blur of numbers, and you can say, you know, I know you're not feeling as good as you were, but you're still showing, you know, 50% improvement on your strength from the prior date, and you're definitely still taking steps in the right direction, and, and you know, you feel like it's been a long road coming, but look at this nice graph that shows how steadily you've made gains, and that really provides a whole other level of support and encouragement to them that was difficult to give before, without having to ask them for their own information, which didn't feel as... Yeah. It yeah. just wasn't so, the same. So how did you do today? today? Now let's look yeah. at last week. It's better right. when I can say that to them right off the get-go. Well, you know, and it has to do with motivating. It has to do with setting expectations because, you know, you, you, if you watch too much YouTube, you're going to be like, oh, this must be really easy. Look at all those heroic, easy recoveries. And, you know, maybe you're in the middle of a tough recovery and suddenly your mm -hmm. expectations are a little out of whack. Um, and, you know, you can look at the progress. Maybe it's a slower, steadier progress. Maybe we have hurdles to overcome, but it becomes evident in the data. Um, not quite like the matrix. You can't quite see the full <laughs> the picture in the numbers, but you can see a story develop through the pressure, through the, the, the angle work, through the amount of time, through the number of sessions. And, you know, it, it, there's a story that's being told, and that story is becoming clearer and clearer as we, you know, start to harness the power of the data. It's really, really fun. Definitely. Well, let's see, Erin. We've covered a bunch of ground here. Um, what have we not – how do you like it? How do, you, how do you like doing what you do, I guess, in, in interacting with these patients? I mean, you don't always meet them in person, right? It's, some of it's just on the phone and some of it is in person, what's it, what's it like being a coach? Um, I, I really enjoy the, when, when I can get patients excited about what they're doing, and like you said, I don't get to meet them all in person, but I try to connect with everybody on a personal level as much as they would like to, and get to know a little bit about them and why they're here and why they're doing this, because that helps me to know how to motivate them, and, and that's one of my favorite things. When they can get excited about, you know, I've seen a difference between when I started and where I'm at now. Um, a lot of my time is spent on the phone from my home office, so it is a lot of phone calls to patients, sometimes by appointment, sometimes by just sitting down and looking at 
those results that we talked about, that data, and identifying who might need a little bit of extra support, who needs a congratulations text. Um, but it, it, it's just always something different. And you would think, you know, it's just, it's me's, it's all me's that I'd be tired of talking about knees by now, but there's so many different ways to approach the situation. It is a lot of the same education to the patients, but it's relating to everybody in a different way because they're all with us for a different reason. Something else has brought them to where they're at, whether it's recovering from pain or wanting to be able to bike across the country again. I mean, it's just that wide of a range, and that definitely keeps it interesting. Uh, a lot of critical thinking involved, trying to come up with new ideas to help patients. There's a lot of techniques that we have brought to the table from kind of the therapy world, looking at ways to induce kind of relaxation from the body, looking at it from, you know, some of the coaches from a dietary perspective, from what is going to be your plan after the machine, you know, kind of being able to attack it from all angles and it, it just never stops being fun helping somebody get a little bit further. You know, not all of our recovery stories have been 100% back to where they wanted to be when they left us, but they're usually on, on the right track or, you know, they've tried something else and they have a plan going forward and it's just rewarding to be able to help help people with that and be there for them. And mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't coach as much, of course, anymore, but um, it's like a window into a person's life, the knee, who, who would have guessed? I mean, there's so many, you know, windows to our lives, but in this situation, you're trying to get back to activities and the device, the coaching, the program are, are vehicles through which these people get back to their life, back to their full strength, as we like to say. And it's a partnership with, for a brief period of time. You're really kind of, you know, a team with uh, with each mm -hmm. patient. And uh, for me, it's very gratifying because I'm on all ends of it from the very first conversation with X10 all the way through the, you know, hey, how was it? How'd you do? You know, tell me your feedback. Do an interview, whatever it is. You know, it's uh, I see that those cycles, uh, and it's even from my perspective. You know, it doesn't get. I never get tired of talking about knees. <laughs> somehow, right. somehow. Well, and what's what's fun is we've you know us coaches with different background experience, mine in therapy, my coworkers, you know, and everything across the board from exercise science to life coaching to prior weight loss coaching to all over the place. It, we all bring a lot of different ideas, which I think are beneficial. But the other fun thing is when we have patients who come up with ways to utilize the machine that we wouldn't have thought of. Mm. I mean, most of us have been fortunate enough, not our whole team, but a lot of us to not have to undergo any sort of knee operation where we've, you know, day in and day out been on the machine, but that's what our patients are going through. And sometimes the things that they discover and share with us, we're able to pass along to the next person and keep in our back pocket is just another tool and a way that we can continue to utilize the machine Hmm. and help somebody else. Cool. This is great. Well, I, I do intend to do a series of interviews with our team and to talk about the different things that we do. And I think it'll be interesting for future patients of yours to listen to you talk about what you do and for anybody who's curious about how our coaching and how our machine kind of come together, uh, the, the efforts there. 
And um, I really appreciate you being here. Sick of hearing my voice already. <laughs> we, no. we all know I'm not letting up on them very often, so That's maybe they'll right. want to well, they'll want to listen to this down the road once they're That's past right. their That's their coaching right. days That's with great. me. <laughs> Super cool. Well, thanks for doing this, Aaron. I really, really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Of course, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me, PJ. To learn more, visit x10therapy.com. 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.